Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Washington, D.C. Acknowledge me. Chris Russell on the Team 980. I'm not trying to be a jerk. All right, good afternoon, everybody. Nice to have you aboard with us. One minute and change after one o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon in a earlier snowy nation's capital. The snow has stopped. Thank goodness. Nobody needs to be scared. We can all drive. We can all get along. We can all get home safely. And, of course, beyond on the Odyssey app, along with Maddie Ice on the other side of the glass. And, Maddie, I got a text this morning from a legend and said, much I'm to my position. <laughs> it did not say that. It did not Linnell, say that. Linnell was up that early? <laughs> it said I'm play- something to the effect of, I'm playing center field for you today. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Woo! much to our pleasure, because we didn't think this was happening late yesterday. The DOC. If it's a lollipop environment, you're going to end up with a lot of suckers. (laughs) And he is not a sucker. The DOC is making a house call on a Tuesday afternoon. Hello, Doc. How are you? Terrible Tuesdays, and uh, I'm at home. I feel good about it. I mean, the man on call is you got to be ready. Mm -hmm. And I stay ready, live ready, wake up, ready to go. And I just put out a canine alert, and so hopefully – we will have some of the roughest and toughest individuals on earth that will be in full support of what we do. And I'm buckled up, and we are now less than 24 hours away from the most entertaining four hours in radio. So what else is it to well, do? Well, it's just three hours. I hate to disappoint you. Oh, I thought Hoffman gave up an hour. He did? No, no, okay, no, no. you guys still negotiate no, for that. Yeah, okay, exactly. Three, okay. Exactly. I thought, I, look, I think a lot of us are pulling and pushing for that extra hour, but we'll leave that up for another negotiation. Yeah. All right. We, um, we've we got a lot to get into because you and I have not uh, discussed, of course, the Super Bowl fallout. On purpose. Uh, and, um, you know, like even though we did heavy, heavy, heavy Super Bowl rewind and reacts uh, yesterday, I, I still find it amazing. Before we get to – we'll have Eric Flack on uh, at one he He'll hopefully explain this uh, Virginia versus Monumental Sports Entertainment mess. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't say it's all of mess. Virginia. Uh, exactly. Um, 
So we'll see if if we can do heads or tails uh, there. Uh, we won't spend a lot of time on that. But, of course, it was huge news yesterday during the show. Uh, but I did not, I, honestly, I did not feel it was worth bumping Super Bowl reaction to to play the political game. So we'll do a little bit of that uh, with Flack, who's got his pulse or his finger on the pulse of this one and who knows more about this than anybody. Uh, I know he was on with Sheehan earlier, uh, but, and, you know, uh, again, he we'll likes try and to ask be him, referred to as Coach, coach Sheehan. Sheehan yeah. we'll, we'll try and ask him some different questions. Uh, and, you know, in case you listen all day long and heard Flack already uh, earlier today, again, we'll try and uh, ask some different questions and get uh, some different, um, I guess, spins on this whole uh, situation. But, Doc, um, Sunday night, of course, Mahomes and the Chiefs win, and so much as usual, is always made out of not who wins, but who loses. And what they did wrong and how they did it wrong in order to choke or blow a 10-point first-half lead and ultimately choke or blow a three-point lead late that allowed the game to go into overtime, and then what they chose to do in overtime, which theoretically gave the Kansas City Chiefs extra downs, extra opportunities, so on and so forth. So I start with this. You covered and got to know Kyle Shanahan with his father, Mike, obviously for the four years they were here. That was a long time ago. Kyle was still pretty confident back then. Kyle was a damn good offensive coordinator back then. Again, it always proves that you can be a really sharp mind, a really good coach, and not have success because it depends on what you have to work with. And here in Washington, quite honestly, they didn't have a lot to work with depending on what time we were talking, um, and things did not work well even for the offense. Like you would have thought, okay, maybe the offense would be great, the defense would suck. That wasn't really the case. But 10 years later, Kyle Shanahan has now been in three Super Bowls, one as a coordinator, two as a head coach, lost to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes twice, lost 10-point leads both times. Four years ago, it was a 10-point lead with about nine and change left to go. This game, Sunday night, it was a 10-point lead with about a minute or so to go in the first half before halftime and ultimately again blew another lead late which allowed the Chiefs to tie it up and then win it in overtime so I ask you right off the bat the Kyle Shanahan that you know is Kyle Shanahan a choker in Super Bowl spots or can you separate like a lot of people can that he is a great coach who has just had some unfortunate things go against him in the biggest moments, in the biggest spots. Well, as always, you know, I don't follow a lead. So I don't ever put a man in a circumstance. He's a coach. He doesn't play a down. Right. So that's the first rule that I don't follow. Uh, most people go by what they hear. I follow what I see. So based on that, most games are won or lost by a particular play or an error mm -hmm. or a fail to take advantage of a certain situation. And that's what happens on this. Has he made the right choices in every game? No. That's why his team comes up a little short. 
But can I say that that's on him? Well, he's going to have to live with it because he, on a coin toss, he chose a strategy that proved to be fatal to him. He did it on purpose. His players, who I hope is the dum-dum of the day at the end of your show, because if there's no better, I mean, they weren't smart enough to even not admit that they're dumb. That's, somebody's got to take responsibility for that. And so when you inherit these positions, it's not his fault. He's a mm-hmm. damn good coach. But he got there because his father was a damn good coach. Mm-hmm. So when you inherit these things, you got to live with it. Because he might not have ordinarily been given that opportunity, been elevated to the position he is if his dad hadn't have been a head coach. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you get the privilege, you got to live with sometimes when it doesn't work out for you. I, I think, um, yeah, I, I mean, listen, he's got – He's got privilege. He's got history on his side. He's got legacy on his family legacy. Uh, of course, him and Mike would have become the first head coach, father, son, to win a Super Bowl, same as four years ago. They haven't done it yet. Mike is still very involved from what I understand uh, there. But Kyle is very much, I mean, at this point, right, is Kyle still in the shadow of his dad? I don't think so. I think he's very much his own man, right? So, is it his fault that his players said on record, and I don't know why they would have admitted this, that they didn't know and understand the rules? Is it they're being honest? They're, they're being honest, but but should that not have been? Dri- I mean, apparently the Chiefs players outside of McCole Hardman knew the rules because apparently Andy Reid had been preaching that all off season. And in the summer, and in training camp, and throughout the season, and McCole Hartman was, was with the Jets, Jets to start yeah, well, the year. Okay. So we don't know exactly he, what McCole, McCole Hartman. When you were with the Jets, he's damn near been homeless, right? <laughs> All right, and right. they've been living in a prestigious neighborhood, right? All right, so it just shows you all organizations are not built alike. That's fair. All right, we're like a homeless shelter here in Washington. Yes, and these people are here are living in a in a prestigious neighborhood. What it all shows you is that the teams that win, it's not a great distance of separation, mm-hmm. but it's just enough to get you by in the overtime yeah. win. And all the little things matter. And I know people get kind of worn out over it, and it sounds like you're just saying the same old things or you're, or, or you're robotic, or as most jackasses say, you're boring. Well, yeah, winning's boring. It's, I'm sorry to disappoint the hell out of you, but it is boring. And it's methodical, and you got to do a lot of stupid things over and over and over. Pete and but repeat. that's what it's all about. Yeah. The Green Bay power sweep. I'll never forget John Madden in the elevator. I asked him, hey, coach, what's the most you ever got out of a coach's clinic? What's the wildest thing? And he said, Lombardi, about an hour and a half on one play. And usually they always bring down the simplicity of execution of one thing. Joe Gibbs. 40 and 50 gut. You know, of all the wizardry and all the things you think about, it's one play. Mm -hmm. And that's why I always judge my coaches from the inside out. If somebody calls you a genius, I want to wish your base. What is the base of it? And the best ones, they can punch you in the face. The best bot, it is his jab. Or Mike Tyson undercut. Mm -hmm. What it is, is physicality over shuffling and barrage. No, that's great if you got all that. After I've broken your rib, power. 
run. He had he's always got an arsenal of athletes. But in the end, is your intentions to in, to punish your opponent or to razzle and dazzle them? I hate razzle dazzle. Uh, give me the punisher. It's always about that. But then that's not popular. That doesn't appeal to the youngsters. Mm-hmm. You know, so the I'm number saying, nerds. Uh, well, that's okay. And I don't have a problem with them. Right. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm not opposed to any of that. I think all of this has its place. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't help you win. Yeah. And they're not interested well, in winning. That, but but, but the, the overall goal is to win. Not for and, everybody. And I have no doubt no, that Kyle not for Sh- everybody. Well, no, it's not. For Kyle Shanahan, it, it is to win, right? Well, because okay, there's no reason. Matter. Who makes money? Who makes the most money out of all of this? Who's the number one earners in pro football? The, the Dallas players. Cowboys. Oh, no, oh, oh you Dallas mean as, a, as an organization? Exactly. Yeah. It's not about winning. It's about making money. So when right. you can be the most valuable entity in all the sports, and you ain't one had a significant win in damn near 30 years, uh, what does that tell you? But that's because the the public controls that part of go. it. Right? So but what for the we, 49 we're on the air all these hours. And what controls the airways about? PFF. Look at all the nerd factor now that controls most of what is discussed on these airways. Yeah. All right? That's fair. It doesn't get a damn yard. It don't get a hard yard. But it's relevant and I believe in it. And I think it does have its place, but it's going to never be in first place. And as long as you can live with that, then so have it. You will have a place at the table, but you'll never be in first place. So that, go ahead and do what you got to do, because I already know I'm outnumbered. And I don't give a damn. But I know one thing, you'll never be in the winner's set. You'll never be in the big chair. But you'll be on the place. You'll be on the final stage, mm-hmm. but you'll never be in the king's chair. That's the DOC, Rick Doc Walker. Just get rocking and rolling here on a Tuesday afternoon in the nation's capital. So ultimately, because we we kind of went off a little bit, um, I guess what I wanted to I know. I didn't for- go off. Don't give me that kid thing about that. What's that kid's name? Linnell? Linnell, what's his name? Willingham. I don't want no references your, your, your to up. anything that's close to him, uh-huh. okay? I don't. I. I. I, re, I do not want that tag. Okay, you don't want to be the youngest in charge. No, because he's not Toby. Okay, all ties uh, race. <laughs> the fact that he has to pirate another guy's tag—that's the thing I don't understand. All right, so forget when, another thing. Forget about that. When are you going to have Toby on? Forget about. I, I, Why did you never have Toby? Because on? Toby's never in studio. I, I've been turned on ever since. <laughs> all right. Here's the question I wanted to ask you. Okay, while 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 you, while you just break out in laughter, um, which which makes it hard to do a radio show to ask a serious question. Doc's cracking up; you can't hear what it. What are you but, talking about, man? This is a serious business. Oh, now 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 you've regathered your faculties. Is Kyle Shanahan to blame Shall, for Sunday night? Wait, who's the general? Who's in charge? Kyle Shanahan. Take it. Who makes the most money? The Dallas Cowboys. No, no, for his team and his oh. structure. Well, Bosa makes more money than no, Kyle. No, no, Kyle Shanahan is the head coach, right? Right, but he doesn't make more money than <clears throat> Kyle, than Bosa. Well, then he's a fool. <laughs> <laughs> then he's a I damn mean, you fool. Know, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, players obviously get 
I mean, we don't publicly. know exactly what no, no, Kyle's no, no. contract that's publicly. is. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, that's it's fair. publicly. So, ain't no way in the hell. So ultimately, if I'm the head guy in the program, you know. But look, here's the deal. All I'm saying is that Kyle's got to take this because it's happened now. Uh, same thing here with, with our new coach. Everybody is trying to say, well, hey, he blew this. He did that. Look, if my worst game is in the Super Bowl, then I'll take that. Because the guy who is not in the Super Bowl can't be better than me. You're not going to turn the guy that's not in the Super Bowl better than I am. Mm-hmm. I ain't taking that. So if my worst problem is that I had a bad moment in the Super Bowl, then I got to live with that. But you're not going to put somebody whose ass is at home watching me in the last game ahead of me. That's not going to happen. That's fair. Well, there's no other way it can be. Yeah. Because what happens around Loserville's, as I listen to this crap all the time, they take people and put them ahead of a guy who's accomplished more than their guy has. Our people here that have been selected – there are some people that have been questionably been hired, and I'm sure there's an explanation for it. And I and I do want to hear it. The goal is to get to the Super Bowl and win it. Some people say the goal is to win the Super Bowl. That's debatable. Mm-hmm. You want to get there. Ask the people to lose the NFC Championship, yeah. the AFC Championship yeah. game about that. Yeah, I'd rather get there and lose in heartbreaking there, fashion and backbreaking and fashion I'll ask than the, not ask get there. Mafia Nation about it. Yeah. They blow all that smoke up there behind about the Buffalo Bills. Okay, we are there at home. Their quarterback, he's at home. He's at home. I'll take that poor kid, Brock Purdy, played his butt off. Okay? Wasn't good enough to get the W in mm-hmm. this one. And all they're talking about now is replacing him. Replace him. Those that weren't in there, I guarantee they'd rather have him than who they have. Well, we're, we're going to get into that because I threw out something yesterday that uh, longtime NFL executive Michael Lombardi <laughs> said he was incredulous. He said it was ridiculous on my end. So I wanted to bounce it no, off of radio. you. You know what oh, I yeah, love about him? Yeah. Oh, he he's, not afraid, he's not afraid to have a strong opinion. Exactly. That's Exactly. Right. Neither am I and neither are you, but I want to ask you what I asked him yesterday okay, when we deal. come back. Eric Flack coming up bottom of the hour from WUSA 9. He'll try and sort through all this uh, political mumbo-jumbo with Virginia. Uh, Virginia's doing great. Uh, and as well, the Monumental Sports and Entertainment crew, Capitals, Wizards, and their bid to go to Alexandria uh, and build a new arena and entertainment district there. Plus, is Patrick Mahomes the best Doc has ever seen? Because one prominent analyst said... Such a thing. But we'll ask Doc if he believes that. That's all coming up in the 2 o'clock hour. Stay tuned with us on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, supposedly 123.5 million people watched the Super Bowl across all platforms. I say supposedly because I, I never, ever, 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 ever believe uh, television ratings. You're smart. Really? Yeah. Why would you believe anybody? Anything I, they say. I agree. Knowing how corrupt they, quote, are. Yes. And how they... To twist everything to their advantage. Yes, and there's no regulation, by None. the way. Just None. because Nielsen does it, oh, as opposed to the on. NFL or CBS or whatever. Yeah. Nielsen, again, as I continue to say, they yeah. are using a mathematical formula to extrapolate results based on 40,000 U.S. television households yeah. in a country that has 120 million, million. Thank you. Ni- million, yeah. not thousand, 120 million, million yeah. television households and has 375 million people yeah. when living they, in When the NFL lost the tapes, yeah. the Bill Belichick, the New England Patriots, alleged Sky, spy, uh, Spygate, Spygate right? yeah. then they lost me for life. Right. There's certain things that you just cannot say you fumbled. You're supposed to have built-ins. You can't fumble. Well, remember how the NFL couldn't find the Ray Rice tapes yeah, either? Yeah, right. And, slap, and TMZ yeah. had no problem finding them. <clears throat> exactly. You know. Yeah, so I mean, once you, you lost our trust, we got to have certain things in this country that we can trust yeah. in. Once you lose that, yeah. what do you have? Yeah. Yet everybody will is already, including your 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 buddy Coach Ian, who loves television ratings, well, just yeah, lapping we it know up. The coach Sheehan, he's in the world of wagering. Right. Well, so. Yes. Correct. He could be swayed. Yeah. For a number. Perhaps. Yeah. Well, I mean, just, let's just say. Did you. Did you he's back, too. He made I, it back from Vegas. I yeah. haven't. Yes. I haven't had a chance to tell you. Okay. Your boy cleaned up shop uh, with a couple of Super Bowl prop bets and bets that I made. Oh. <gasps> You? I, yes. Oh, I thought you meant him. No, okay. I bet 
I mean, a big investment. That's a big move. That's a big-time move. Because I know you're making multiple moves. Right. $25 on the Chiefs to cover the two points because I I had a hard time, as I yelled about on Friday, thinking that the line and the idiots that make these lines were actually smart and setting the right line because I thought the Chiefs were the better team than the 49ers. you have to be? When you're dealing with people that are have an addiction, it's a fair point. I mean, seriously, it's a fair point. How smart do well, you they, have to be? They they did their job right. They suckered in everybody exactly. because a lot of people picked the Chiefs, including myself. I had the Chiefs plus the two, and I parlayed. <clears throat> I had the Chiefs too. I parlayed that into Chiefs plus two and over the forty six and a half is what I got it at, Doc. Okay. If the game doesn't go to overtime, I lose. Mm-hmm. The game goes to overtime. Nine points are scored in overtime. Three by the 49ers, six by the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And it pushes your boy over by a half a point because the two teams totaled 47 points. Saucy in a good way. Baby. And your boy won $94. Now, on a twenty-four uh, on a twenty-five dollar bet, ninety-four dollars. I'm rich, Doc. Can we? Add, did the whale get in on this too? No, okay. I, I don't know what he did. Okay, I, I mean he probably would complain that he had no money. Well, that's um, always so. You know, I, I have no idea. But that's a smart strategy, employees. Yeah. But are you impressed that your boy put down twenty-five? And I hit on another bet. Four dollars I invested, so now a total of twenty-nine dollars. Like your style on two bets, I won twelve and a half dollars on that bet because the game was tied at the end of the first quarter. So it was one of those like you know boosted props. So you're responsible, and I got it at like plus three fifty. But the wagering world, they don't make their money off guys like no, you. No, you're doing it like smart guys. Yeah, exactly, yeah. they need somebody that goes right. beyond their means mm-hmm. and leverages their future. Yeah. Makes a makes an emotional mm-hmm. wager. That's where that's why the business is growing uh, leaps and bounds, yeah. and and that's why. Um, I remember um, when I first met the whale, he had just won I think twelve hundred on a, on a wager. The first weekend I met him, that lasted about twenty four hours, whatever. And that's when I knew then that he was. Not a professional wager. So he made twenty twelve hundred and he lost it all. Oh, immediately, yeah, he went back. Really, in. the first mistake you can make in wagering is to think that you're good at it. Mm. That's the first mistake you make. Mm. Instead of saying you got lucky. Interesting. Yeah, luck. Then you go okay. Then you won't be as aggressive. Right. If you start talking yourself into thinking you had a strategy or what, I love that. Yeah. Then how did Grant do? Uh, that I don't know. Okay. All yeah, right. And uh, he, he, well, you know what? I, I think he said he missed out on a big parlay or something okay. like that. That would have given yeah. him like $750. So that's why I love the way Bish does yeah. it. Bish just tells you, Hey, I'm a junkie. Yeah. Oh, he's, oh, he's I'm throwing absolutely. everything up against the I mean, the he's wall. a junkie in more ways no, than one. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But he gets it. Yeah. Because this is who I am. I'm going to play hard until I pass out. Yeah. And then I wake that's up fair. and do it again. That's fair. And he and hey, love it. He, he's like it's, it's, his strategy is ingenious. That's fair. And he can do it. All right, we're gonna have to uh, table for the question that I was gonna ask you okay. uh, about what Kyle Shanahan 
if he's going to be a mad scientist this offseason and what that might mean for the 49ers that I asked Michael Lombardi, if you missed that interview mm-hmm. yesterday, hit the Odyssey Rewind feature, uh, 3.30. Maddie's got a podcast for you at the team980.com. But coming up next is... Eric Flack from WUSA 9 Television does a great job trying to untangle this, the stadium issue. Uh, uh, The owner, Josh Harris, spoke recently to Chick Hernandez, also of WUSA 9, about three municipalities still being in place. We'll ask Flack for all of that. But the commanders have a new coaching staff member. We'll tell you who that is right here, right now. All right, as we uh, reported along with Adam Schefter of ESPN right at the same time this morning. Nobody gave me credit. Uh, David Rye is set to become the new commander's tight ends coach again, according to multiple sources. He was with Cliff Kingsbury for uh, a little bit of time in Arizona and as well back at Texas Tech. Has never coached tight ends full-time as a tight ends coach. Was an assistant tight ends coach at Iowa. The U.S. men's national team in soccer will play at FedEx Field this June against Columbia. As a matter of fact, June 8th, the date uh, at FedEx Field. Caps back home tonight against the Colorado Avalanche, who destroyed them their last meeting in the Mile High City. Alex Ovechkin going for six goals in six straight games here with John Walton and company. On the fan, the Odyssey app, 645. Meanwhile, Virginia Tech FSU on Bloomberg 99, 1 at 830. And we at 815 have Rich Fotkin on the call for the Georgetown Hoyas and Creighton here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. And that's what's trending. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. All right, sometimes they play this at the beginning of basketball games, right? Because you have the opening tip, jump. Sometimes everything in the land of sports is a game. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's an actual game. Sometimes it's a political game. And that's what I think, of course, we've stumbled upon here. Joining us now to talk about the fallout from yesterday's developments and where we go from here on the Wizards and Capitals and Monumental Sports Entertainment a bid to build a um, multi-use uh, complex, of course, in Alexandria, just uh, past uh, Reagan National Airport. Uh, and what the Commonwealth of Virginia is doing uh, is our guy Eric Flack from WUSA 9 TV. Of course, he is a Murrow and Emmy Award-winning chief investigative reporter uh, and also has done a tremendous job covering pretty much all things Commanders, Stadium, uh, and, uh, the whole deal, and is on this uh, and uh, here to break it down for us on the BetQL guest hotline. Eric, good to talk to you, my friend. Great to see you last week out at Command uh, Land in Ashburn. How are you, pal? Good, Rooster. Always good to see you, man. Always good to see you, man. Thanks for having me Absolutely. On. And Doc Walker is joining in uh, here as well. So uh, hey, I guess... Doc. What's up? Uh, I, nope. I, I guess we'll start with, with this. Um, you know, I know you were on with Sheehan earlier, uh, so I, I, I appreciate Coach you making some... Sheehan. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Coach. I apologize. Coach Sheehan. I have to call him Coach Sheehan. Um, so just big picture for everybody that is kind of loosely following this. I guess I would ask it this. We we know, 
it hit a major pothole, a roadblock, however you want to describe it. Is it dead or is this just, again, political games and, and, and this is just, again, the beginning of a long process? Well, I think we will see. We can start with some breaking news, which is that the Virginia House of Delegates just passed the uh, House version of the uh, arena bill. Mm. Uh, yesterday's big news was that it got um, pretty much sideswiped and put aside by the Senate Finance Committee because of some Democratic senators uh, who really became uncomfortable with the project. It does, in fact, have support in the House, and the House just passed um, the arena bill with its uh, 2.8 ultimately billion dollar price tag in um, in you know state um, loans to be paid back over time. Um, Monumental is really focusing on that, the victories in the House of Delegates, rather than um, the the failures, the roadblocks they're they're facing in the Senate. They just put out a statement that said we are so encouraged by the bipartisan support for this monumental opportunity. This is a big step forward in the process, but we know it is not the last step. We look forward to working with the leadership members and staff of of the Virginia Senate to answer their questions and earn support for this transformative economic opportunity. So what that means is, and we're getting into a little bit of how the sausage gets made, but the way it works up in Richmond is that this House bill, which has been passed by one half of the legislature, now goes to the Senate. And Monumental has another bite at the apple, so to speak, a second chance to convince all the opponents over there that this is the right thing to do. Now, how do you do that? Do you change the terms of the deal? Do you reduce the price tag? Do you try to get Governor Yunkin to include incentives for some of the senators in more rural areas Mm -hmm. that are not Northern Virginia based to try and get their support. They've got a lot of options there to hear Monumental talk about it. And we did yesterday. They called a a press conference shortly after this bill uh, kind of failed in the Senate to say, look, this is part of the process. We feel confident. There's no plan B. There's no negotiations with D.C., There's no plan A because there's only one plan, and that is to go to Northern Virginia and this Potomac Yard site in Alexandria. So they are there is no contingency plan, at least outwardly. They continue to be very uh, confident, at least outwardly, that they will be able to turn things around in the Senate. So your original question is, is this dead or is it political posturing? I think that question is yet to be determined, but we will know here in the next couple of weeks because this process is going to move quickly. I grew up as a collegiate in Westwood, and they would say, UCLA needs its own stadium. And the people in Westwood would just smile. <laughs> I work here around Georgetown, and people say, oh, it needs its own people that live around them just smile. I feel mm-hmm. the same way about this. Do they really have the political clout to get the people that live in the area that do not want to be disturbed by construction and traffic? Do they have that kind of clout? Doc, that's a great question. I, 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 they seem to think so. Uh, I've never um, um, 
worked as a lobbyist. And, <laughs> you know, I don't know how you change. You know, this this woman who who is kind of leading the charge, Senator Lucas, mm-hmm. um, who is not from the Northern Virginia area. She's the head of the Senate Finance Committee. Right. OK. She's a powerful, powerful woman who has gotten out now on a soapbox to say, not on my watch. That's what she said. This is the wrong deal. You're good. That's going to be a tough, tough uh, ask to turn around voices like that. Now, you got a Scott Sturavell, who's a state senator from Fairfax County. He also came out right shoulder to shoulder with um, Senator Lucas mm-hmm. and said he also opposes it. But he was much more open minded to all this at the beginning. So going back to your question, do they have the clout? I think the Scott Surovels of the world might be able to be convinced because when you heard him talk, he was much more upset about some of the lack of of bipartisanship he was hearing in the language of the governor over the weekend rather than the money. Senator Lucas is talking about this price tag is ridiculous. We are not going to risk the backs of taxpayers on on this. And so the ultimate question when it comes to clout is how many voices do they need to turn around and can they turn around enough to get around those who are going to be the let's call them the never arena camp. Right. Because there's always a never arena camp. Right. Uh, Eric Flack does a tremendous job covering this and everything else for WUSA 9. Make sure you follow him uh, on Twitter or X, uh, as the kids call it, at Eric Flack, F-L-A-C-K TV, at Eric Flack TV. And simply watch him, WUSA 9 and WUSA9.com. Let me ask you uh, this, and I, I hope this question makes sense. I'm still trying to learn all these terms, but the moral obligation part of this, or the moral obligation bonds, as some people refer to them, which yep. is the the way Monumental sold this to me and everyone else is, hey, there is no public money here. Uh, it's going to be financed through taxes on tickets and this and that and whatever. But the moral obligation part of this is what I think is at the root of this, Eric, and maybe I'm wrong, is if that number isn't met, and I think it's like $1.4, billion, if that number isn't met, then that's where the Virginia uh, taxpayers have to then pony up, the, I guess, the difference. Is is that the crux of, of, of what is at stake here between, again, the politicians from Virginia that are opposing this and Monumental who put together this proposal knowing they wouldn't be able to just straight out ask for money but they were tying it to this moral obligation bond thing. So let's take this chunk by chunk because this is a very important point of all this. Okay, let's start with the money. Yes, the number of bonds now in 2024 is 1.4, one, whatever the billion dollars plus. Mm-hmm. What's important to keep in mind is that when the bonds are paid back with interest, in 30, 40 years, that number climbs to 2.7 to $2.8 billion. Nearly doubling. So, yeah. so I like to use that number because that is ultimately the tax money mm-hmm. that is going to have to go to repay this bond. Okay. Not one point something. Yeah, billion, that's smart. Yeah. 2.7, 2.8 billion. No, it's an important, but it's, it's, it's okay because right. they're two different numbers. Right. And that's all how you uh, interpret it. 
Now let's go to, is it taxpayer money? This is the same argument that we were having with the, the way the, they were going to finance Dan Snyder's um, Virginia um, Stadium for the Commanders. Um, the, the, the payoff comes from the uh, tax uh, revenue from ticket sales, from, um, uh, you know, uh, parking, mm-hmm. uh, from concessions, from this, that, and the other. So Monumental will tell you that's money that does not exist, does not exist um, without a stadium. So to call it taxpayer money, no, we're not actually instituting a tax. on Like Oklahoma City, they're building a new arena. There's like a one-cent tax mm-hmm. that's like paying for it. Um, like Nats Park, we gave all that money, D.C. did. There's like a business tax that goes to like pay off the bonds. This is the tax on the revenue, and they say, so that's not on the backs of taxpayers. Here's the problem. You're still loaning the money to Ted Leonsis, mm-hmm. and there are instances where sports owners fund their stadiums themselves, and all of the tax revenue goes to the local economy. For instance, Josh Harris is trying to build a downtown arena for his basketball team, the Philadelphia 76ers, in Philly right now. Part of his proposal is a pledge, no cost to Philly taxpayers. He is shouldering the $1.3 billion price tag through debt financing and, and you know, selling naming rights and, and various mechanisms. So it's not like there's no example of you know billionaire sports owners funding stadiums right. and pumping all the money back into the economy. yeah total and private financing. I, like I think that. that's how they built the ballpark in San Francisco like um, uh, or the baseball I stadium. LA, I should say yeah, LA right, SoFi, Stan Kroenke. Right, right, did. right. Exactly. Yes, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, Eric Flack with us from WUSA nine, and that just brings up the next question I was going to ask, and I'm glad you brought up uh, with what Josh is trying to do in Philadelphia. Of course. We know what Josh told your colleague Chick Hernandez, or Mister Chick, as 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 he's uh, known uh, to to some of us, um, <laughs> about the stadium and the three districts, and you know we and we all know the deal there. So, it, is Josh Harris, as far as you know, because you've done a lot of work on the stadium part of this uh, for the mm-hmm. last couple of years, and you've done great work. Is it possible that if we're talking about building a, a new stadium at RFK for the Commanders, that mm-hmm. Josh Harris would consider a situation that, again, would completely be privately financed as opposed to asking district the District of Columbia and its residents for either a straight-up tax payment or, uh, or vote, I should say, or something like this, again, a moral obligation bond? Is it possible that Josh Harris could fund, I don't know, 3 or $4 billion at RFK, or, or are we not talking the same thing? We asked him that. It's a good question. His answer was this. To your point, football stadiums are a lot more expensive than basketball arenas, mm-hmm. A. Um, so they're not going to – they're not going to, they haven't gone there yet. And my guess is uh, it's going to be hard to privately finance mm-hmm. a, a, a football stadium. Right. But he made a commitment to us that he and his partners are, are very fortunate, uh, translate that to rich. Yes. And that we are going to, quote, shoulder the burden as much as possible, mm-hmm. end quote, with a commander stadium. 
So he, you know, I don't think to say he's trying to privately finance a a basketball arena in Philly means he's going to privately finance a, you know, by the time it gets all done, mm-hmm. like three, four billion dollar football stadium. But he's certainly going to bring his philosophy, which is what we went up to Philly to learn about, which is shouldering as much of the financial burden as possible while doing it in a way that injects money into a local economy that needs it. Interesting. Um, you recently did, uh, and we'll, we'll let you out on this. We so appreciate it. Uh, mentioned the Josh Harris interview with Chick Hernandez. You recently did a sit down with Ted Leonsis, right? Yeah, I did. I did. We spoke last week. Yeah, we spoke last week. Did you, I, I mean, I, Look, a lot of fans hate Ted Leonsis for various different reasons, right? Some of it has to do with just the Wizards' lack of success. Uh, I've always had great dealings with Ted. I, I, I don't apologize for this. I like him. I think he's a pretty smart guy. I think he's aggressive. Um, and I understand how it works. Do you find him, in whatever you know about him and whatever you gain from that conversation, Eric, do you find him to be somebody that's genuine or do you find him to be somebody who – is villainous like a lot of fans are, that I see are trying to paint him out to be. I mean, it, I guess it depends on genuine and what. Um, I think my takeaways from my interview with uh, Ted are that um, he was always going to Northern Virginia. He always wanted to go to Northern Virginia. The idea that he was actually negotiating last year with the District of Columbia to stay at Capital One Arena with whatever package that mm-hmm. they were going to offer. Um, wasn't, um, what word do I want to use? I want to be careful here. Um, wasn't his focus. His focus was always to uh, go to Northern Virginia. He wanted to start from scratch. He wanted the bigger campus. The uh, Capital One campus is three acres. The uh, Potomac Yard campus is 12 acres. Right. And he wants to build a sports empire. He wants to build by another sports franchise, likely than the Nationals. Um, and he wants it all in one, you know, for lack of a better analogy, mega church of a, of a, of a sports facility and arena and, and headquarters. And, and that is something that he never could have had at Capital One. I mean, the, 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 the city of D.C. Would, would, have have to, would have had to have given him the RFK site basically to, to do anything close to what he, what his vision was. And, you know, he was asked, um, what about your constituents here in, in, in gallery place, the mm-hmm. small businesses. Right. And he said, those aren't my constituents. My constituents are my fans and the caps fans and the, the wizards fans who want a better, and the sports fans who want a better arena experience, yeah. which is a pretty straight up thing to say, but it was honest. Well, I was going to say that may sound callous, but that's true. That's I mean, true. So, I mean, Ted's job, I, maybe I, I'm too much of a homer. Ted's job is not to worry about every single resident and every single business, small, medium or large in Washington, D.C. He He's paid and and been good for Washington D.C. over the last twenty five years, and 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 now you got Mayor Bowser, and I, I you know, I, again, I don't know much about. I mean, she's threatening to enforce a lease. Uh, you know, the, the the monumental says they can get out of it by paying. I, I think it's the thirty seven million. I, I mean, is 
Like, they want supposedly to keep the arena running at Capital One Arena with different events and whatever. I mean, what do you make out of that whole mess? And and I mean, and can Bowser it. block this um, without a huge legal fight? Well, she's going to want to try and block it with a huge legal fight. Um, I've been told that based on what the arguments are going to be, about trying to somehow argue that the clause in the uh, arena lease, which was part of an amendment in 2007, is somehow null and void or shouldn't apply or can't be applied here in the way that Leonsis and Monumental want to apply it, is a losing argument, but it's an argument that is reasonable enough that it can make it into court and slow down this process. And keep in mind the arena if they get it passed in, in the Virginia legislature is, is, is uh, you know, at least, you know, we're talking like 2028 20, at the earliest or, or a little bit later. Well, if they're trying to get out of the lease in 2027, which is what the clause says, mm-hmm. there's like a gap there where they have nowhere for the Caps and the Wizards to play. And Monumental's idea is to go back to Mayor Bowser and try to negotiate somehow a one-year lease to just stay there one extra year before they move to their brand shiny new arena in Alexandria. And I, I just don't know. I mean, I get the tax revenue thing. It's one more year of tax revenue, but it's just considering the, the way this has gone down, I just don't see Mayor Bowser, if she loses that legal fight, doing anything to help them out mm-hmm. in like a gap year. So, you know, they, they, are, they have said that they are not going to move on with with Ted, if 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 he leaves, they have no interest in con- continuing the partnership, and they're going to figure it out on their own. So, you know, I, I, can she block it? I don't know if she can. Can she gum up the process? I think she definitely. Yeah. Can. I I mean, I don't know anything about anything, but Ted and Monumental own that building. They don't own the land that it sits on, but they own that building. So I, I don't know if that factors in. Uh, to like you're saying that one year bridge, uh, you know, all some that. wins would help everybody. Well, that that's true. You know, it just be, <laughs> you true. just can't bring yeah. a, a stink bomb, yeah. to the party. Yeah. It just a that's few true. wins. That's true. And some of this stuff, and, and other Monumental, than wagering, would be great. Yeah, and Monumental acknowledges, you know, regardless of who owns the the, the brick and mortar on the land, they acknowledge they need the mayor's permission to stay past okay. 2027. If okay. in fact. They exit the arena. That, that's a good nugget. Eric, you've been all over this. You do a awesome. great job, as always, man. Uh, again, so great to catch up with you uh, last week and chat a little bit. Uh, we'll be uh, following your coverage on WUSA 9 on television, of course, WUSA9.com, and at Eric Flack TV on uh, Twitter slash X. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you. Thank you, Rooster. Thank you. Thank you, Doc. You got it, brother. All right, that is the great Eric Flack. Make sure you give him a follow if you're not already doing so. Uh, tremendous. Uh, I, I didn't even know about the bridge gap year. I, I kind of yeah. lost translation uh, in that, but that's another complicating part of this. <clears throat> Again, we try not to do too much politics on this show. Uh, we try not to do too much heavy finance on this show, but no, Doc, it it's real. kind of impossible to ignore this, well, right? This is an adult-rated broadcast, so you got to keep it real. Yeah. But at some point in time, just sprinkling a few damn wins. That would help. With all this stuff. Yeah, that would you want to build, you want to do all that. Well, hell, we want to go to a few damn victories. Yeah, that would help. Yeah. You One know, Stanley like, Cup, not enough. Well, <clears throat> we appreciate all that yeah. and love the idea of that. But you just can't be in business to be in business. The idea is to win. 
You know, and so, and I know the efforts. Look, I, I'm disappointed. I'm a little pissed because the Mavericks game played well. We fell apart at the end. I'm still all in the fight. I'm watching, you know, it's about being patient. But I do get a little impatient when all the clubs, everybody's losing. A common theme at yeah. the end. Yeah. Play hard, fall apart yeah. at the end. Uh, hour number two, straight ahead. Is Patrick Mahomes the greatest quarterback already of all time? We'll ask Doc that because one prominent NFL analyst will let you hear it in his words, says he is next on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.